0: This is Unfilter, episode 59, for July 17th, 2013.
1: Guys, it's been a busy month so far. Egypt's in political turmoil, the NSA scandals unraveling, and whistleblower Edward Snowden is on an international escapade. So amidst all of this, you might have missed the biggest story of all, one barely being covered by the press that could have enormous implications for everyone, everywhere. Day
2: two for that detective. It's day seven of testimony overall underway in the Zimmerman murder trial. Yes, it's a busy day in Washington, but right now we're going to take you to the live pictures of the courtroom in Sanford, Florida, where any moment now George Zimmerman's lawyers will start calling
3: witnesses. It's already begun, actually. Right now there's a live testimony from key witnesses coming in this day 11 of the murder trial.
2: For you court watchers out there, we're keeping an eye on the courtroom in Sanford, Florida.
1: Did I say barely covered? Sorry. I mean incessantly covered from every angle oh look obviously stand your ground laws should be a point of contention in this country and I don't want to downplay the tragedy of Trayvon Martin's untimely death but I'll tell you what's a bigger tragedy the 24 7 Zimmerman media circus without even a nod of acknowledgement for the 33 people who were shot in Chicago over the weekend including the death of a five-year-old boy no because the disproportionate coverage of a lone trial for months and months on end is easier than discussing the true nature of inequality or the roots of violence in the U.S. Raising awareness about inner city violence means the corporate media would actually have to provide a service to the public and we all know that that's not good for business.
0: On this week's episode of Unfiltered, we'll push past the distractions and focus on the important events. During an interview this week, NSA whistleblower Russ Tice claimed to have held the orders in his hands to wiretap top government officials. Today, the NSA admits it analyzes more data than previously revealed in what continues to be a series of story changes. We'll bring you up to date. Then, Edward Snowden seeks asylum in Russia while the media runs wild with claims of a secret NSA blueprint. Plus, a follow-up on the death of Michael Hastings, your feedback, and much, much more. On this week's episode of Unfiltered. and welcome to Unfilter, episode 59 of Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show is distracting you from all of that TV you shouldn't be watching. My name is Chris, and joining me every single week is the always excellent Mr. Chase.
4: Hey, Chris. Hey, everybody. Actually, Chris, you need to call me Jennifer from now on. That's right. That's No, right. no. All seriousness aside, it's so good to be here. If you were listening to the uh, Supporters Pre-Show, you would realize how hot... And warm and sticky it is here in yeah. the uh, late breaking news. We center.
0: have a heat dome above the uh, unfiltered news center this yes. week. Yeah, I what's feel, in the,
4: what's in that heat dome?
0: I feel like the whole country's had a heat dome above it.
4: Yeah, but does it have anything to do yeah. with the weather?
0: Well, it's got heat. Yeah, but what about the the
4: anger and heat? That's that the kind of seems... heat I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, That's the, you is, got where I'm going. Yeah, We're going. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: What a week. So, what <laughs> to you? What was the big story this week? Like, you know, oh 19,
4: no, I already know. I already know what the big story this
0: week is. What was it? What was
4: it? it it's not. It's not the names of the, the pilots of Asiana flight that. that no, that created. was the funny story. That of was the week. funny story yeah. of the week. No, no, it wasn't uh, Edward Snowden trying to get a asylum, asylum from right? from Russia. No, no, no. Okay. It was Trayvon. Yeah, you're it right. It was a, it was the Zimmerman yeah. Trayvon trial.
0: Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm yeah. going to be completely honest with you. I am the most ignorant person you are going to meet. About, about this whole thing.
4: I, I know a, maybe a fraction of what I need to know. So, yeah. I mean, seriously. But I know a little bit. I,
0: I, it's funny that we're on a show called Unfilter, but I actually do kind of filter some of this stuff out. I, I How dare you, Chris? How I, dare you? I just, I, I, don't, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it in this show, but I do want to address it because I think it's actually yeah. pretty important to analyze. Absolutely. Um, it, well, it was a story, it, it, but well, also I want to, I, I, I want to talk about um, how we kind of allow ourselves and why we get so distracted by it. And uh, first of all, I think a large part and a large role, non-surprisingly, not 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 surprising anyone listening to the show is the role the media plays. Right. Right. Of course. And uh, um, Zimmerman's lawyers after, of course, the trial came out and said, uh, you know, they were asked, why, 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 why did you why? Why was he let go? I mean, we all thought he was he was guilty. Everybody thought he was guilty. Why did everybody think he was guilty? Yet he was. He was like, "Oh, what happened? Why, why don't well, we don't it, understand? It,
2: it's the court of public opinion,
0: right?" So this was the question that was asked to the lawyer.
2: Two systems went against George Zimmerman that he had. He can't understand. You guys, the media. He was like a patient in an operating table. Where mad scientists were committing experiments on him, and he had no anesthesia he didn 't know why he was turned in to this monster, but quite honestly, you guys had a lot to do with it. You just did because you took a story that was fed to you and you ran with it, and you ran right over him and that was horrid to him
0: now um, i I, I want to make sure I mention right up front that. I really am not totally familiar with the details of this case, and I, I I feel awful that, you know, there's somebody who died, and it sounds like the circumstances were awful. But I, I want to propose to everyone that what we have been witnessing is the new version of the mass media distraction at a whole new level. Every media network at once was broadcasting just open cameras from this trial. It completely consumed all of the conversation in America for a good part of two weeks now, but mainly in this last week. Yeah. A, we have in the same time uh the joker bomber the yep. boston bomber he was in trial but there's no cameras in that courtroom right no. and also uh the boston mob guy
4: yeah well he was also
0: uh on the the cover of rolling stone wasn't he yeah, yeah yeah i mean so the boston mob guy uh who who's like responsible for killing like you know officially and i'm sure it's even more than this upwards of 30 people See, he was on trial at the same time no conversation no coverage there
4: i'm conflicted here because if I this this is the sad state of things if I open up my mouth and and speak speak my opinion about the trial the first thing that's going to come out of someone's mouth is not about my opinion it's going to be well chase you're a white dude what you, you have no reason to speak in this right <clears throat> and it's a sad thing that you know when I don't I don't look at color or race you know I I grew up in the Central Valley of California, I—I um, uh, I mean, I was literally a minority in my school. I, you know, race yeah. to me is nothing. Yeah, and I understand that you know there's lots of racially charged things, and there's a lot of prejudices and racisms that happen every day to to African Americans, to Latinos, to to all these people. And so, if I said my opinion, which you guys may know what my opinion is, maybe you don't. I would be called probably a racist, and not for the the sense that you may think, just because of the fact that I'm the kind of guy that believes in I don't know court of law, and evidence. Yeah. and not the court of public opinion and I don't convict somebody based upon the opinions that the news is giving me. So this is why it works
0: because it seems to be when you mix in the things that really make us different, you really get people to react very strongly and sort of that people get really po- polarized and that critical part of their brain sort of switches off. Yeah. And uh, they have a hard time hearing even so even if somebody so you here's a litmus test. If you are frustrated right now because you think we're sco- we're siding one way or the other, you are a person who is being fooled by this. You can you can now self-identify as the person who is not thinking critically. This is your litmus test right now. And I want to play a clip for you. Kind of, uh, you know, Rachel Meadow, I think it was here, uh, gave some, so gave some, uh, an interesting piece. Now there's a long ramp up. I'll, I might have to jump in and see if I can find it because you know, the thing about Meadow, she takes forever to get into stuff. Uh, but <clears throat> she makes the point, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it in time. She makes the point that there's a hell of a lot of other trials that are going on, even right now, that they could be covering. The reason why the media covers this one thing is, A, it's got cameras. And B, it's got all of the ingredients that make everybody mad at each other and lets them argue. And I think it was uh, Chomsky who said that one of the one of the best ways to sort of control the discussion and the dialogue is to sort of make certain things... Uh, um, Taboo to talk about, but then have certain topics that while they seem like they are the bad topics, they actually are the it's the spectrum you allow uh, an intense debate within. Now, if you know the quote, you know, I'm butchering it. But essentially what it says is you allow debate within a certain spectrum of things and you allow very intense debate inside that spectrum. So, example, something like, you know, the NSA wiretapping everybody is something that's a little outside that spectrum. But when it comes to gay marriage or it comes to uh, race stuff, I'm not saying these are not important issues and that, and that, and that people uh, people uh, don't have legitimate cases. What I'm saying is that I think a civil society years ago has come to conclusions on some of these things that continue to be propped up against us to, to keep us fighting amongst each other to distract us. And I know that sounds like a like I'm frying bacon. I know that sounds like a conspiracy, but you people need to realize that what's happening is they are keeping us distracted by these these court cases that th- Unfortunately, something like this happens every day in America. These are not totally uncommon things, but they can build a narrative around it and a movie around it They can they can make characters and cast villains and they can make you take sides and they can allow you to con- make your own conclusions which become internal beliefs that you will then – you believe this conclusion that you've come to and you will argue that conclusion instead of talking about the things that really matter. Yeah.
4: Um, and- I mean like – for example, just looking at stats and facts, I I heard a stat, and I and I incline to believe it that I believe like ninety or ninety five percent of violence against African Americans are committed against uh, are committed by African Americans. Uh,
0: well, wow, see, I'm not even trying to get into the whole. No, but but
4: what what I'm trying to say here, though, is you know the media. Spun this up as a oh, yeah, race war, yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 like you have Reverend Al Sharpton, and you have other big prominent celebrities and politicians jumping in on this. When we need to step back here and look at the bigger picture, mm-hmm. violence issues, uh, inner city issues, uh, you know, all, or what our government does in our
0: name with drones. How about that? Or yeah, how about I mean, the, it's uh, a lot of these things? How about the enormous bomb bond bubble that could pop? And you know, I think uh, the prophet George Carlin said it best. This is, a, this is a tactic to divide the people. I do want to warn you, there's an F-bomb and an S-bomb. So if you don't like that, skip ahead about a minute 20.
3: Now I'd like to talk about a few things that bring us together, okay? Things that emphasize our similarities instead of our differences. Which is all you ever hear about in this country is our differences. It's all they ever talk about. Politicians and the media always pushing the things that separate us. Things that make us different. That's the way the ruling class operates in any society. They divide the rest of the people. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the fucking money. Fairly simple thing. Fairly simple thing happens to work. Anything that's different about us, you know that's what they're pushing at you. Racial differences, religious, ethnic, national backgrounds, jobs, income, education, social status, sexuality. Anything they can do to keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank. You know how I describe the economic and social classes in this country? The upper class keeps all of the money, pays none of the taxes. The middle class pays all of the taxes, does all of the work. The poor are there just to scare the shit out of the middle class.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm going to do for that? Give him a ding. A ding? Yeah, so uh, that's exactly it. That's exactly what it is. And if you don't believe it, you can just look at some of the things that have happened um, during this week. And we're going to get into that now. I think that's really all yeah. we should spend on it. I think that's, yeah. no, that's, I mean, that's there, an appropriate amount of time. There was honestly a, a very sad death, a young a young boy. You know, whenever a boy whenever somebody like that dies, I always think of like my son at that age. And it makes me very sad. So I don't I don't mean to sound dispassionate about a loss of life. Yeah, but <clears> the
4: look in perspective, we we lose more lives... I mean with the with the aer- airplane disaster we lost more lives with with uh, inner cities uh, murder rates, Chicago, San Francisco, Los right, angeles Well, like our people, opening clip,
0: there was uh, people lose lives. Thirty-three every people day. died in Chicago this last weekend.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and there's no super in-depth
0: breaking news coverage of trials that happen. It, happened it there. really is because it is so much easier for them. It's advertiser safe because that kind of thing isn't going to upset advertising. What you got to remember is the people that can afford to buy the ads on these big news networks. They're big conglomerate companies, so they might have a yeah. little money in oil. They might have a little money in pharma. They might have a little money in in arms. You never know, they they could be they have a lot of interest that they can get upset when you do some hard hitting news. So if you can fill a lot of your time with something that is in that is um, I don't want to say enjoyable to the audience, but is consumed at by the audience, then you know you'll get the numbers, you get the eyeballs, which is what you need to sell to the advertiser. So then you go there and say we're going to get this amount of numbers, and you know that it's advertiser-safe content because it's this trial, it's not something that's going to offend one of your big uh, contributors. So it's it's this weird combo of the cameras are already in there, and you know that the, you know the reason they're going after this one is because the cameras are in there, right? Because there's a lot of other really interesting trials going on right now. The Boston bomber, that that uh, Boston no mob guy, no, no cameras, no in visuals. those no right. visuals, no right? visuals, right? This one's got cameras built in, so that way right. it's real easy for them to get the feed. They can set up panels and people talking about it like crazy. There's no consequence to what they actually talk about, other than the violence they cite. But then they just love that. That's narcissism. When you people go out in the street and you start you start uh, you start making a mess, or even if it's peaceful stuff, they they love it. They love that they got you all worked up to the point because where you went out there. Because you're,
4: you're feeding into and it. And
0: then they get to cover that. So they just sit back there and they just laugh and laugh and laugh at all of the dumb people. And I don't and I, I wish it wasn't, I wish that wasn't the reality, but you have to understand these are business people, these are businessmen and women who have multi-million dollar contracts on the line and not a single second of their programming goes on the air without it carefully being crafted and considered. Oh, well, graphics are crafted, the music is crafted, oh, oh. the overture is crafted. So, you
4: know, everything.
0: I, I, got everything. Ex- I got exposed, and maybe this is one of the reasons this is kind of up my butt more than it should be, is I got exposed to a lot of this this week. And I consider it to be news junk food. And it's... It was all that was on my plate. And every single network had their own um, uh, trial theme music and bumps. And they had their own uh, you know new lower thirds. They had their own graphics uh, transitions. I mean, they went all freaking out for this stuff. They yeah. had full crews on deck. I mean, this was a huge moneymaker for them. And it's disgusting because what you have is one life lost and one life ruined now. And then you have a bunch of people that are making a lot more money.
4: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And Gross. that's the thing. Right? And the unfortunate thing is... Most of America, the most general public, they don't see
0: it. They they don't even it's invisible to them, and they're feeding into it. It's because it gets us at that instinctual, like you know, low brainstem level where it like our brain, our spinal cord is making decisions on this stuff before it even gets to our brain, and like they know exactly what that stuff is. And you know, you remember like the OJ trial and the Michael Jackson trials, right? It's what put court TV on the map. What what was what's different about those is those were celebrities. That's right. There was nobody famous, and they were still able to do this. And if they can do this with people who are not famous, they're not going to stop. Because well, it's easy. They don't have to worry about all the rights with a famous person. They don't have to worry about all the people around them. If they can do it just based on anybody, if they can turn stuff like this, everyday stuff like this, into yeah. reality TV, we are facing a huge problem. Not only in the content and quality of future coverage, but just in what what kind of laughing stock our court process could become out of this. Well, in,
4: until we... Decide to grow up as a country, and you know, get rid of the race wars, get rid of prejudice, and re- re- get rid of racism,
0: or just reject the stop allowing them to get us upset and, and about
4: stop that. categorizing everybody, and just say, "Hey, we're Americans." Okay, I, you know, who cares? You know, yeah. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. What are you? You we're know, humans, it, really? Yeah. So. You know, we're uh,
0: we're born and raised here. You know, some of us are not born here, but Look we're in Look at the chat room. Look it's how like... disappointing this is. And like a lot of these people I respect and think are very intelligent, very intelligent people. And they're actually sitting here arguing about it. I mean, this happens every day in America, you guys. Something like this happens in probably every – well, not probably every country because
4: – Yeah, maybe. but the, the unfortunate thing here – is like I said, it always it comes back to a major thing like race. Yeah, if yeah. the races were yeah. reversed, yeah, the, the reason
0: it, why it works is because it plays on and some it plays issues that are emotions important. And it plays on group, things that yeah. are emotional that people yeah. have an emotional attachment to, and it plays on things that, depending on a trend, could have ramifications if things actually were changed by any of these events. And it's 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 enough combination of stuff that is actually important. And stuff that doesn't matter, that they can just spin and spin and spin, that they come together to make this great piece that they can build it around. And if it yeah. didn't have these actual yeah. genuine elements to it, it wouldn't work. And I'm not right. saying it doesn't have genuine human elements to it that are of absolute importance. I'm not trying to downplay that at no. all. Right. I'm just saying that's why it works, you guys. That's, that's why they always say save the children. That's why they always say it's to stop the terrorists. It's because this stuff works. It's, it's, it's the trick. And you've yep. got to be able to identify it, and you've got to be able to think critically and you need to be able to shut it out and focus on the things that are that are important and the stuff that matters. Like for example, this ship that was stopped heading from North Korea with weapons on board when it was stopped for a routine drug check.
5: Good evening. Anytime Good. a shipment of weapon system components is intercepted on its way from Cuba to North Korea, it's going to get attention. That's the case tonight in a story that reminds a lot of folks of another time when JFK was in the White House and the world stood still during a standoff over weapons in Cuba. While times have changed and the stakes are different this time, it was nonetheless an intercept of what appear to be illegal weapons components on board a vessel where they were hiding their cargo, hoping to get through the Panama Canal and then halfway around the world undetected. It's where we begin tonight with NBC's Mark Potter in Miami
2: while it lacked the drama of some of the high seas encounters of the red scare years it does appear two old enemies of the u.s were caught red-handed uh. panamanian officials say they first detained the ship known as the chong chong gong because they suspected it carried illegal drugs they found something entirely different panama's president ricardo martinelli called it quote undeclared warlike cargo originating in cuba he even tweeted a photo the president said when the ship was boarded, the crew of 35 resisted, and the North Korean captain had what appeared to be a heart attack.
0: Yeah, so they had a little bit of a firefight when they got on the ship. Oh, my goodness. And remember, they're just stopping these guys supposedly. Now, according to this report, they're yeah. stopping these guys for a routine drug check. Right. Turns out U.S. intelligence was on to these guys like before they left port and advised that they stop these guys. So they used the drug test as a front, or a drug check. Then
2: tried to commit
0: suicide.
2: Oh, jeez. the Panaman- Oh, yeah, the captain, yeah, that was the captain. Indians found hidden under sugar containers from Cuba were pieces of a large weapons system, apparently part of an aging Soviet-era surface-to-air missile unit.
5: This looks very much like an air defense system uh, radar.
4: Uh, rather than the kind of ballistic missile technology that would pose a real threat or potentially pose a threat to other parts of the world.
2: U.S. officials tell NBC News the equipment was likely headed to North Korea to be refurbished and sold on the global arms market for cash. That would violate international sanctions against North Korea arms trafficking, of which there have been many examples in recent years.
0: So it's interesting. Uh, this is old Soviet-era gear. It's yeah, old that stuff. Is, that's been a uh, bit in Cuba. So... It's funny. Whenever we hear about weapons of mass destruction, it's like you got all the stuff that's made up that they claim that we have. And then when and then when you actually find some, it's always old Soviet stuff like there's so much old Soviet stuff out there. So they had these missiles and stuff like this uh, uh, underneath these these lattices that they'd set up that they, they had then stacked these bags of sugar on top of. And you could open them up sort of like as like as like a as like uh like a hatch opening up like on the space shuttle and inside were all the missiles oh and so the officials come on board they claim they're looking for drugs they somehow figure out to open up these sugar pallets in such a and way And they find the weapons and they find the weapons the was- any shipment of arms uh, or related material would violate u.n security council resolutions 1718 1874 and
2: 2094 u.s officials left no doubt they are working closely with panama
0: We commend their actions. We are in touch with them. I'm not going to detail how we're in touch with them.
2: Panama says it intends to search the ship thoroughly to see what else it can find and to explain where the equipment came from, where it was going, and why it was hidden on a North Korean ship. Mark Potter, NBC News,
0: Miami. So NBC News reports that the captain tried to commit suicide. Other people have reported that the captain had a heart attack. Who's reporting the heart attack? Um, I think it was, I must have been, I I, I don't know. I mean, I listened to so I mean, many reports, I, but I think it was CNN. See,
4: um, did they, poor CNN. I'm wondering if they're just jumping on it quickly. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe.
0: Yeah, perhaps. Um. So I just thought that was uh, of an interesting note, just kind of like, remember it was North Korea, North Korea, North Korea, North Korea, yeah. and then like nothing on North Korea. Right. And well, they not have nothing, f- nothing, but almost nothing.
4: Do you think sometimes they, they really want to be in the news? Like, even if it's negative, like, hey, at least they're mentioning our name. You know they're trying to get publicity, so this way that that what they charge for those old Soviet uh, technologies, they can get some more money on that open eBay it, market,
0: isn't it? You mean you wonder, right? Like, <laughs> uh, and I think it's funny too. Um, that we have just like all these, all these old, all these old, um, nations that we've, all these problems we've had in the past are kind of, they never really went away. They never, we never really fixed anything, and now we're kind of starting to see the fruits of that labor pay off. Why, right? We kind of pushed the can down down the road a little bit longer, and now look what we got. All right, Chase. So yes. we got a lot of NSA stuff to get into um, before we... Uh, and it's not all NSA this week. It's not all NSA. It's what? not all Snowden. I know. I know. Although it's still quite a bit. There's still quite a bit There's going on. There's still more out there. And, and honestly, with everything about Zimmerman this week, I felt like a little extra duty to try to uh, filter through some of that and actually get the things that have developed this week. So we're going to get to all of that, Chase.
6: We but... Got, we got but, a lot to get to.
0: But... But first...
4: We need to thank some people. We do
0: need to, thank, need to thank, some thank some people.
4: some awesome people.
0: Yeah, our Unfilter supporters. So the Unfilter show is listener-supported. We're not going to take advertisers. You probably just got a little idea as why with our intro What do you, what do you
4: mean, Chris? Why wouldn't we take advertisers? I mean, I'll tell
0: you, there's, there's, it fundamentally comes down to not playing that numbers game. So any show that has advertising, even my own, your goal is always to reach the largest audience as possible. Now, some people will take some, well, some measures to that, and other people won't. There's a lot of play in there. Obviously, we know which way the mainstream media networks go. When you have a show that's supported by the audience, you really only have to get to the point where the show kind of sustains itself. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get to 333 monthly supporters at $5 that will sustain the show. One day a week for production. Now, the show takes much more than that. But the idea essentially is, as me as a business person, I don't want to have uh, some red on my ledger every single week for an entire day. I just want to be able to say every day I'm doing something to earn revenue. That's what I need to do to be a responsible father and a responsible business person. So my goal is to get unfiltered to essentially cover the cost of one day of production. And then the other time I essentially volunteer and so does Chase. And then, if we ever got to the point where we had like five, six hundred, a thousand, you know, million chase, then we'd be rolling in the money and that'd be great. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We would take that revenue and we would enjoy that revenue. (laughs) But we're just trying to get to 333 at least right now just to pay for the show's base cost. And you can do that by going over to jupiterbroadcasting.com, clicking on any episode of Unfilter, and in the show notes, you will see the Unfilter 5 button and that's how we know you're supporting the unfilter show by clicking that and then once you've done that you get signed up for our newsletter gets sent out after every single episode of the unfilter show that newsletter includes behind the scenes information about this week's episode and a link to the Supporters Show, which is our pre- and post-show. Includes a lot more clips, give you more context to some of the stuff we talk about. And you get to know us. So you, yeah, you, you know, had a pretty, you I mean, had a It great, was a lot of fun. Had, Jenny. <laughs> I'm just Jenny from the block. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on. So uh, thank you, everyone, who signed up this week. We reached uh, 138 Unfiltered Supporters. Ding! Hey-oh! Super ding. Super... Oh, I, you know what I can do? I can do ding, 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 ding! Nice.
4: 138. And, you know, these guys... And uh, I think they're all guys, but if there's a female in here, I apologize. But want to say thank you to Tony D., Michael, Crispy, Joseph S., Todd E., Jonathan H., Travis D.,
0: Conrad,
4: Jason H., and Jacob B. Thank yes. you, guys. Thank
0: you, guys. Very, very much. We have a few people now that have signed up with Bitcoin, too, which yes. is pretty cool. Yes, Bitcoin is if awesome. If you do the Bitcoin option, you just got to uh, send me an email with your confirmation code, so that way I know it was you, because otherwise it's anonymous, which is awesome, too. But right. if you want to get the email with the supporter show, you got to let me know. So if you sign up between now and the next episode, what happens is the next episode that comes out after your subscription, you will then be on the newsletter list. You you will get the newsletter with links to get the supporter show. I use the email address that you use on your payments account. Nice. And uh, it's so far gotten a lot of really positive response. That's good. That's good to hear. All right, Chase, so you know what that means.
4: It's now time to play as a chat room. We're going to ask you an awesome neat question, and if you know the answer, you're going to get accolades on the show. We're going to say your name. We're going to tell the world that you're the man or woman. So, Chris, what is today's
0: question? All right, Chase, are you ready for a real stumper, everybody? Okay. You ready for this one? All right. Okay. What's the question? Chat room, what three-letter agency from the United States government? What? Nope. What three-letter agency? What three-letter agency? Wait, 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 was in the news wait, this week? Wait,
4: how many? How many letters? Three letters, Chase. Three letters. What well, Chase? What Chase? What three-letter agency? Three-letter agencies.
0: I got on the playlist. <laughs> I got on the playlist. It's all right, go enough. ahead and pull the trigger. You to
6: pull
4: it. Go ahead, and pull it. Why well, yeah, don't? Yeah. All right, all right. Because <laughs> you really want to pull it. Chris, Boom. is it Chris? Is it her boy, twenty-three? He says NSA.
0: I think that's it, Chase. Guess what we have right there. Winner, winner, winner. Winner, nice winner, winner. Nice job. Yes, that's right. The NSA is back in. Uh, <laughs> gosh. I'll tell you what, Chase. Even wasn't CNN? <laughs> Could have been. What else have they got? Fox, CBS, NBC? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 They are kind of like three-letter agencies, aren't they? Yes. Uh, so this week, uh, we have uh, NSA uh, whistleblower Russ Tice. Uh, he's a former intelligence analyst, and the actually sort of, some people call him the original NSA whistleblower. How about that for adorable? Wow. Uh, and uh, he talks, he was in an interview with Abby, um, Abby Martin, who we just did our intro clip with, and she asked him about uh, some of the things he saw as a satellite operator. And uh, he mentions in this interview that uh, he had in his hot little hands orders to wiretap government officials and things like that. Now... He doesn't have any documents to prove this. So I think that's one of the reasons he's not getting as much coverage as Monsieur Snowden, because Snowden actually has documents. Um, but he, he, in this interview, and I'm just going to, it was it was an 11-minute interview, so I'm not going to play it in the show because it's a little long. Uh, he basically goes on to say that uh, he, was, he held some of the orders to wiretap Petraeus. Oh, wow. Um, and he also wiretapped, uh, he tapped Obama's communications back before he was actually a senator when he was uh, getting ready to run. Jeez, that's according to him. Yeah, uh, according to Mister Russ Tice, and I, I don't know. You know, he checks out. He is a former NSA employee, and uh, if if that's true, if 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 he if he wiretapped Obama, I mean, he goes on to say too that they wouldn't just wiretap like the person. They'd wiretap his offices. They'd wiretap his house. They'd wiretap the wife. Right. Yeah. They would go like full on crazy wiretap. Um. What do you think that means? Like, do think it's possible that they, well, I mean, that we, they could we, be blackmailing?
4: Well, we talked about this last week where there's a secret court, essentially, or a secret Supreme Court, almost, if you will. Yeah. It makes you wonder if the rumors and the conspiracy theories that we've spoken about on the show, not just us speaking about them and bringing them up, but from what we've heard from others, if there is a secret society or a secret government, if there is some sort of... I don't know. It makes you wonder. Like, yeah, we have this picture of of what the government is, and then what
0: it really is. Now, when you say that, do you say that because, like, if the intelligence agency has the ability to wiretap, to blackmail, to so they're they're the ones that are so really he really makes a point in his, in this interview Russ Tice does that I thought you would appreciate. Mm. He says, "Look at the sequester. <laughs> the only one of the only areas of the government that wasn't touched by the sequester was the intelligence agency." Interesting. And he says, how do you suppose that happens?
4: Because they're the ones pulling the strings. Maybe. Because if you take
0: money away from our agency, we're going to make some people pay. And maybe the chat room could fact check me on this, but wasn't one of the original originations of the CIA uh, was to, was sort of, uh, it was established by people from the banking sector, correct? People that were like uh, heads of banks became like uh, people on 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 some sort of, I can't remember the details, but if you think about this, uh, (laughs) you look at who got bailed out. Right, you look at who's making obscene profits. Bank of America, all these banks, the profits are going way up right now. Um, and then you look at the intelligence agencies that can monitor everybody and potentially have blackmail to have over people. You, I mean, that that that's just you know. And I'm I, yeah. I should probably stop right there because yeah. I'm probably going. I'm going down a path that pretty soon I'm going to need to get the bacon out, Chase. And I just
4: well, I mean, we do have fresh bacon. I'm just saying. I mean, well, we, where's the
0: bacon from, Chase?
4: Well, you know, it's very surprising that I. Well, I can't mention where the bacon's from if unless you're going to go down. Okay, so you're going to go. Uh, today's bacon, Chris, uh, comes to you from the beautiful Central Valley of California, Fresno, California. Fresno. Wait
0: a minute. Now, they're not known for their bacon. Uh, they are in this case. Hmm. So where's your bacon? What's going on? No, I'm just saying uh, it, it does. I, I could kind of see what you're saying. If if the intelligence agencies have the ability to wiretap anyone, yeah. And this guy, this Russ Tice guy, who was the satellite a uh, satellite operator at the NSA, is saying that in his hands he held orders to wiretap. Uh, two- and three-star generals and Obama before he became a senator. I mean, you don't say that kind of stuff unless you've probably done it because it seems that kind of puts a target on your back, right? Well, absolutely.
4: But then again, he here he is. He's on Russia Today, okay? He's not on CNN. He's not on Fox. He's not on MSNBC. He's not on any of those uh, channels and news organizations because they probably won't even touch
0: him with a 10-foot pole. And the reason why they won't is because. Oh, you're making me want to play this interview because he was on an interview. Uh, he was. Uh, he, four years ago, uh, Russ Tice goes on uh, uh, Keith Oberman. Remember when he had a show?
4: <laughs> Actually, did you hear breaking news? He's, uh, he's coming what? back.
0: <laughs> Hold on, Chase. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> This just in I'm, in the Jupiter Broadcasting I'm, Newsroom. I'm drinking your hard apple cider. No, that's
4: fine. I, I don't want to drink too much. Uh, this just in, Keith Oberman is coming back to television. He's going back to his roots, he's going back to ESPN. Oh. Uh, he's going to go to ESPN, too, and they're going to start a late-night evening show, news-sporty topic-oriented, but he's not allowed to talk about politics. Are you s me? No, I'm not. Look it up. I just don't even believe it. No, it's true. He's coming back to TV. Uh, so, okay. he's tra- Basically, ESPN is trying to uh, combat uh, Fox's new venture called Fox Sports 1 that's going to be launching here in a month or two.
0: So, okay. So what he says is he says, I went on Keith Overman's show four years ago. And they were covering uh, some of, but not all of, the original NSA whistleblower stuff that had been coming out. Okay, so you remember, like, some of the stuff's been going on since 2008. And um, in that that book I played, we talked about how uh, Hayden had shut down the NSA monitoring system. And according to this book, and according to information that's come out this week, some of the original wiretapping stuff has been going on actually since before 9-11, although just not in a very sophisticated form. And so, okay— so you take all of this. So he goes on Oberman's show and he wants to talk about it because he was one of he came out even before Bill Binley, way before Ed Snowden. He came out and he said, I want to talk about it. He goes on Oberman's show. According to this guy. He wanted to specifically talk about wiretapping journalists because that, he says he was a lifelong conservative. Russ Tice, lifelong conservative. He was, um, you know, he was he was just letting a lot of stuff slide because he thought that they knew best. But when they started wiretapping journalists, and this is years ago, this right. is years ago, way before the AP scandal, he says I went, I wanted to go on Oberman, who you would think these journalists would want to hear about this, and they asked me before we went on air not to say anything. <laughs> oh jeez,
4: facepalm
0: <laughs> So I mean, you know, oh man, I don't know if Oberman said it. Uh, I I don't know, you know, I. Well, I
4: it, it really. It, I hate going down that conspiracy road all the time because it gets sometimes admittedly old. But, gosh, it really makes you wonder, right? It really, it really makes you wonder what the hell is going on. Yeah, there, there could be something secret happening, and there probably is. Thanks God. Thank you, NSA. Now you got us all deliriously crazy, looking over our shoulders, trying to encrypt every single thing, and if we do, we're
0: considered criminals. I'm going to play a little bit of the interview, and we'll just play as much as we want to hear. Okay. All right. Fine. fine.
1: Program the man who. As the ongoing NSA revelations yield more information about the government's secret spying program, the man who leaked the story, Edward Snowden, has been thrust into the spotlight. However, it's important to remember that this is far from the first time someone has come forward to expose the overreach of the NSA. Before Edward Snowden, it was Thomas Drake, former senior executive. And before him, it was Bill Binney, a former intelligence official. But before Binney, the very first person to claim the title of NSA whistleblower is a man you've probably heard the least about. His name is Russell Tice, and he served 20 years within various government intelligence agencies, including the NSA. 2005, Tice blew the whistle on the NSA, engaging in unlawful and unconstitutional surveillance of American citizens. So here to tell us his story and why he thinks that Snowden's leaks are just barely scratching the surface. Russ Tice...
0: Now, the interview starts a little rocky because they're a little awkward at first, but then it gets good. What
1: did you see that made you come out and blow the whistle initially?
7: Well, the first thing I saw was... I'm a satellite system specialist, so with the things that I was doing with satellites, I found out sort of inadvertently that uh, American citizens were being um, spied upon by our space capabilities. So that was my first uh, sort of heads up into what was going on. And I was just shocked because NSA was not supposed to do this. It was against regulation, it was against the law, it was against our Constitution. So it was sort of. Um, it was sort of a come-to-Jesus moment for me. <laughs>
1: sort of a wake-up call there. You've alleged that the NSA abuses go far beyond what people are even talking about right now. How far does it go,
7: Russ? Well, it, it goes very far because initially what I saw was uh, they were targeting news organizations. They were char- targeting, targeting U.S. companies that did international business. They were charging, uh, looking at financial institutions, but they were also going after um, the State Department, and uh, Secretary of State Colin Powell at the time, and they were going after high-ranking military generals, and that was just with my space capabilities that I saw. Now later, when I got together with colleagues, and we started to put together the terrestrial side, that's the side that is being done with all those nodes all over the country, with the fiber optics and that sort of thing, then we found out that it got much worse because, and this was just the phone that we were looking at, but it was also being done At the email level, but but that wasn't the information I was getting. The information I was seeing were phone numbers that were being plugged into a system that was going after uh, people's phone uh, phone numbers and associated numbers, and a lot of a lot of numbers I wasn't even sure. But they went after they went after law firms and lawyers. They went after. More generals, uh, General Petraeus was one of the guys. It seemed like right about that three-star level was they were going after admirals and generals. They went after the Supreme Court of which I held Uh, Judge Alito's paperwork in my hand, numbers associated with Judge Alito that someone had put into the system that NSA used to spy on Judge Alito.
1: And let's just break this down a little bit, because these are explosive allegations right now that I have not heard anyone talk about before, that there are actually orders that you personally saw in your hands to wiretap Judge Alito, high-ranking intelligence officers, David Petraeus, Barack Obama.
7: Want to be senator Barack Obama at that time he wasn't even a senator he he um, had won his primary in Illinois and I think maybe the catalyst and I don't, I'm not sure was the fact that he had just done a big speech at the Democratic uh, convention now no I, I was at that time a lifelong Republican I didn't even watch the Democratic convention. So at the time, it you know, the significance of it really didn't hit me until later. I mean, I did look up, well, who's this guy, Barack Obama? Well, okay, he made a speech, blah, blah, blah. But then, of course, later, things, you know, started to, you know, come into play that this is our future president of the United States.
1: And you've also said that this is not just in their congressional offices. I mean, we're talking about home surveillance and personal
7: Correct. This, is, this would be, for, for a senator or a congressman, it would be personal phone numbers associated. It would be, and, and a lot of the times I could not tell because there, there were, a lot of the numbers were unlisted. And we would go to try to, to to reverse to find out where these numbers were. And we were being very careful about it because we didn't want too many people to figure out how we were doing that. But we would find that it would be associated with family members, especially wives or spouses, mm-hmm. you know, the other direction. But it, it would be their, also, their, their district office, if it was a congressman for whatever state, they'd have two or three or four little district offices back home. So, so, so it would invasive. be very, yes, it would be very... Um,
1: I guess the next inclusive. question is who was, it, who was administering the surveillance?
7: That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, it looked like... the the, the plugging in of these phone numbers was being done in the evenings at NSA. So almost it was like being done on the sly, even so that most NSA employees did not know what was going on. Now a high level person at NSA told me this was being directed from the vice president office. That would be Vice President Dick Cheney. I don't know that for sure, but that's what I was told from a very senior I wouldn't be surprised that by that saying. at all,
4: so, to be honest with you.
0: No, especially when you consider how Cheney was also directly involved with the manufacturing of the intelligence for the weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. And how uh, we've played clips where there was like groups where they would they would. They would uh, rehearse how to answer Cheney's questions because they knew he would come there personally and they would try to get them to answer things in a specific way so that right. way they could take it back and so they would, they would have somebody play the role of Cheney and he was directly involved
1: with those people
0: uh, I, wanna, I think the next question gets to your point I'm going to play just for a little bit longer if they don't get to it we'll wrap it up Bush
1: okay. administration official I guess the next question is why why was it being done I mean I, the first thing that comes to my mind is blackmail
7: I don't know the answer to that either. Um, what do
1: you think? I mean, based on your experience, Russ. Well, what what could the reason be to be wiretapping and spying on people like Obama, Judge Alito, Petraeus?
7: I think you hit the word. Uh, you know, to me, I don't know for sure, but that would be a means of control. If you were to look. And, and be able to listen to everybody's conversation for years on end for, for a period of time, you you could probably find out perhaps some salacious information that could be used to control that individual. Now, you know, if say it's the intelligence community. I noticed that the intelligence community is not being hit with the sequester, the intelligence budget. Well, how is that possible? Um, is there some kind of leverage that's being placed? on our three branches of government to make sure that the intelligence community is, is gets what they want. In other words, is the intelligence community running run in this country, not, not our government? Um, that's and I shadow. guess that
1: begs the question, What is there some sort of shadow government at play? Uh, I mean, are we talking about the military industrial complex here? What do you think? As an insider and through all your research and people that you've talked to, who's running the show here, Russ?
7: Well, remember, I don't know for sure. I just know, I just know that a whole lot of people got wiretapped. But if I, if I had to guess, I would say it's the, it's the, the upper echelon of the intelligence, of the intelligence community that is running this show.
0: Boom. So there you go, Chase. They're kind of going along your lines of thoughts. Good bacon today, sir. Oh Good my bacon. goodness. So let's move a little more into modern day NSA. Uh, the NSA admits during, um, uh, gosh, I actually don't. I think it was today. I think it was today during the hearing. Uh, they admitted yeah, that was. they analyzed more people's data than previously revealed. Go figure. Wow. What? Really? No. Yeah, they uh, just came out with that. Lies. This statement says, uh, our analysts look two or three hops from a terrorist suspect when evaluating the activity. So think about this, Chase. Um, so two or three hops, right? <laughs> okay. So <laughs> kind of. You know, chew that around in your mind. Uh, previously, the limit on how surveillance was extended had been described as only two hops by the NSA. That meant that if the NSA were, to f- were following phone metadata or a web trail from a terror suspect, it could also look at the calls from people that the suspect had spoken with, i.e. if I was a terror suspect and I called Chase, they could then look at all of Chase's calls. Oh, that's nice. And then the calls that that second person also had spoken with, so potentially two more hops. Terror suspect to a person, or even then three hops. So if you called then, say, your wife, they could then look at all of the calls your wife makes.
4: Oh, that's that's totally legal.
0: For a sense of scale, researchers at the University of Milan found that in 2011, if everyone on the internet is on average 4.74 steps away from anyone else. It's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Only Bank. on the internet, it's only 4.74.
4: So we're actually connected closer to Kevin Bacon than we thought.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure he's online now. Nice. <clears throat> so uh, that came out today. Uh, no coverage, no network aired er, that. Maybe they will by the end of the week if news slows down for them. Well, maybe Zoom on and...
4: Friday because when they release news on Friday, they do that intentionally. Yeah, so people will forget about it come Monday.
0: I, I got a little something that might uh, uh, might uh, cheer you up. Oh, because yeah. I'm already bummed now. NSA is being sued by a coalition of gun rights and environmental activists over dragnet surveillance. Think about it, because a lot of times these groups get labeled as terrorists, even if it's secretly. Uh, the plaintiffs include Greenpeace, Human Rights Watch, the National Organization for Reform of Marijuana Laws, Cali Guns, which lobbies against more restrictive gun rights, or gun laws, I'm sorry, and one more California g- and a gun manufacturer, uh, Franklin Army, have also just joined the case, and the religious groups, including the Council of American Islamic Relations. I, so a lot of different people have come together yeah, to sp-
4: but but Chris, but Chris, here, sure. here's the thing. I get pessimistic about all these lawsuits. All right. I see these lawsuits. I see the ones that are put out by uh, the EFF, all these, these really legitimate lawsuits, and I'm not discounting them in any way.
0: Sounds like you're about to, though. But <laughs> but. <laughs> but what happens
4: here is these, these cases tend to get thrown out or they, get, they tend to not go anywhere because it's under the guise of, yeah. quote, national security. I have a feeling it's different this time. You think one— I, Because this the sounds like, why, This sounds like a Red Book prediction because my, why. My, my Red
0: Book prediction
4: is not one of these cases will make it to the Supreme you Court. You know why they will? Not
0: one. You know why they will? Go ahead. Because not only were they all going to pool together on resources, so okay. that's going to be hugely beneficial. That's fine. But the secrets that the state used to be able to declare were needed to be protected have been revealed. They're no longer secret. Okay. So that's no longer—I mean, they will try to use that defense, Uh huh. and that defense will be shot down— because it is no longer a secret. Chris, this is a red book prediction. All right, I'm getting it up. My, 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 because we don't do these all enough. Right, we don't do these enough. I'm getting the red book.
4: My red predi- pr- prediction is uh, by the end of this year. Hookers and blow. Hookers and blow for all. No, 2013, <laughs> by the end of 2013, not one case will make it.
0: Uh, well, I don't necessarily disagree about that. In fact, I wouldn't, I would almost put it, none of them really make it all the way until Obama's out of office.
4: No, no, I, 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 don't, I don't think even the next president. You think matter. it's,
0: you think it's, you think it's just accident that the Patriot Act is being renewed in in 2015. I don't think so. And you know what's interesting is if you think about it, if you wanted to time it so that way. Oh, hold on, hold on. This is straight up. I don't even believe this conspiracy. I don't, I don't even believe this. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna just play a little bit of it just so I can clear the air here if you wanted to let the american people know that you had the ability to watch them and scare them into obedience without actually having to enforce them you would leak all of this information out in 2013 that way it had time to settle down by 2015 when it came time to re to re-up the patriot act and that way everybody settled down by then huh what do you think of my uh conspiracy
4: it's it
0: could be valid yeah no, i don't think so <laughs> all right so finish uh so finish yours it's
4: real simple okay. um I, I got put a put a date on this because I could say forever and um, I would say by by 20 mid 2014 so June of 2014 okay I know this is a long time yeah we'll have to come back to it we'll, we'll definitely have to come back to it but not one case will make it to Supreme Court by June by June of 2014 not one
0: case not one all right I'll put it in here I'll put it in here uh, but you I... think some one will. I don't know by then, but I think it will happen. I almost think it won't be until until uh, Obama's out. Yeah, I really do.
4: But. Yeah, and then the next president will give him uh, what? What do they call that? A uh, pardon? Pardon?
0: Or? Like uh, Nixon no, was given? No, it's just you know he'll be, it'll be. They can still They'll still have the opportunity to blame it on the last guy. Of course, it'll be Hillary. So who right. knows? Um, yeah. Or Petraeus? Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Anyways, uh, other organizations, including the American Civil Liberties Union, have also recently sued the NSA in response to leaked information on its surveillance programs. This is the most recent case notable, and it represents a broad coalition of groups that most often do not have much to do with each other. So people have—Obama has finally brought America together against Obama. Oh, man. (laughs) Jeez. here's the change we needed.
4: Yep. Um, (laughs) I see what you did there. You like
0: that? So. Did we, we talked about in the show, I, I can't keep it straight, but we did talk about the postal service and how it came out that it is monitoring, um, envelopes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if the part that we mentioned was that part of, part of the, part of the, um, impetus behind the revelation that the U S postal service is collecting and scanning uh, the mail from all the tos and froms. It actually was brought to light in, in small part because of the rice and letter scandal or the, uh. A terror attack.
4: Oh, well, all the letters that are sent to Washington, D.C., oh, yeah. they all get pre-screened through us. Everything does. Well, everything, everything. is
0: scanned now. Here, I'm going to play this clip that gives us a, little bit, a lot of good background information that I don't think we'd really heard about all of this yet.
8: Okay. Weeks after the U.S. government admitted it's been keeping records on phone calls Americans make, we're now learning about a program at the Postal Service that does something similar. For decades, police have asked the post office to keep track of mail that may involve a suspect in a criminal investigation. But now word that all of the mail, all of us send and receive, is also being duly noted. NBC's Tom Costello has our report.
6: It was the arrest of Shannon Guess Richardson that brought the Postal Service's surveillance program out into the open. Richardson was arrested last month, charged with sending rice-in-laced letters to President Obama and New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg. The criminal complaint states Richardson's mail was tracked through a mail isolation control and tracking program, which photographs and captures an image of every mail piece that is processed every piece of mail, envelopes from bank and mortgage statements to medical test results to private letters and birthday cards. Michael Leiter was the director of the National Counterterrorism Center.
2: This sort of information about where mail is sent and who sent that mail is undoubtedly valuable to law enforcement and to counterterrorism professionals. At the same time, this information needs to be protected.
6: In Buffalo, bookstore owner Leslie James Pickering is suing the Postal Service after a confidential memo mistakenly showed up in his mailbox, revealing his mail was getting even more scrutiny, likely at the request of investigators.
0: So this uh, report was the first time I'd actually <clears throat> seen this postcard, and it's a big old thick postcard with big handwriting on it that says, watch this guy's mail from here to here with yeah. highlight marker on it.
4: Yeah, it was like one of those internal cards that they would use within the it, confines of the facility. Do you
0: think it's possible that the mail person put it in his mailbox so that way he'd see it? Because it, it's actually so big that it almost seems... I mean, I know I totally accept it could get well, wrapped up in the mail, but.
4: Yeah, well, what happens typically, and I've seen this kind of happen before where... They may have a card, like say if you're going on vacation and you get all your mail yeah, through a P.O. Yeah, box. So yeah. what they'll do is they'll put a card in the yeah. P.O. box at the at the other end. Yeah. So when everybody's putting mail in your box, they go, oh, well, don't put it in the box. We'll just hold it up here. So I think yeah, what happened was see, maybe this that, is something... that notice kind of got stuck no, in the box. No, That's what
0: I think. Because they have to keep that back. So they, they do the scanning back at the sorting building. So they have to keep – so the notice is for back at the sorting building where they're scanning and capturing all the data. So someone snuck it in? You
4: think At some point, it made I it into know. his mix. Yeah, but maybe it was just an accident. Yeah,
0: I, I yeah, totally. I, I would, I would believe that to be the case. But I say, I wonder if there isn't maybe a backstory of what happened to the male person. Who slipped it into the like if they if they could track it back to the person who slipped it in oh his, you
4: didn't hear oh that person's gone <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> Did his
0: mercedes blow up yeah. oh, oh,
6: <laughs> the drivetrain completely oh, wow. was removed from the car all right let's let this uh wrap up was gonna it's kind of interesting under a freedom of information request he received 33 pages photocopies of his own envelopes it's intimidating and it's frightening and i think that's what it's meant to do and um What I'm trying to do is is not be intimidated and not be frightened and to to push back as much as we can. While Pickering says he's never been convicted of a felony, he acknowledges he wants profound political change, even revolution, and was once the spokesman for the Earth Liberation Front, a group the FBI labeled as eco-terrorists. So far, the Postal Service is declining to comment on its mail tracking program, but word of its existence comes just weeks after the NSA admitted it's been keeping track of the phone calls Americans make and receive. A program that captures
9: all the mail sent by every American to every other American is a very broad and expansive program just to capture a few bad guys.
6: Actually, opening mail requires a court order, but collecting data on what's on every envelope in the system, 160 billion pieces each year for use in future investigations, is now standard procedure. Tom Costello, NBC News, Washington. Wow.
0: Yeah, you heard that right. 160 billion envelopes a year. Think about that. All your tax dollars going to pay for storage of JPEGs of spam. <laughs> right? Because that's pretty much all I get. Yeah. Uh, or bills. So I uh, can keep it. That's, that's okay. If you guys want to read more about uh, the uh, scanning of envelopes and stuff, we have a link to the New York Times report. Oh, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of scanning your mail and monitoring your phone makes calls, makes me feel makes me feel warm inside. How about we monitor everywhere you drive? Well, well that's already mounted happening. Mounted
6: on a police cruiser, what we're looking at is a license plate directly across the street, one three one nine one six one.
5: Cops in San Leandro, California, can capture and record license plates as they drive down any street. Inefficient method to catch car thieves or pull over vehicles that show up in a criminal database. So, for, this yeah. has been
0: happening for years. So what is new about this is uh, the uh, they just got actual documents leaked to them uh, that sort of are confirming the way the system works. And uh, according to the documents that they obtained, uh, the Freedom of Information Act, they got them through – oh, okay. They got through Freedom of Information Act um, – the, uh, where, the, the, the uh, law enforcement agencies are actually able to track the whereabouts of innocent persons by mass because they have these things attached to their cars, and um, the it's, different jurisdictions have, like, different... It's um, called
4: ALPR. It's called Automatic License Plate Recognition. And
0: they have different... So the, 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 the issue is, is they have, like, okay, so here's an example. New Jersey has accumulated 10 million license plate records as of last year in a town of only 250,000 people, Right. So, uh, when you take California. You have, uh, say, uh, um, you know, a town of California where there's roughly four times the population of of the other of another town. You have retention policies there where they just store them indefinitely, and they have 4.7 million plates right now in their database, and they're just storing those indefinitely. And so, this guy through this Freedom of Information request, the story's coming back to me now. Uh, this guy through the Freedom of Information request asked for his records, and what he found went back years, and they they were able to determine what doctor he went to the dentist he went to, where he worked, where his kids played. They, he essentially was able to recreate all of this, his house. Uh, here, I'll play a little bit for you. With technology and with uh, smart, good policing, you know, it allows us to keep our public safe.
5: But when a local activist petitioned the police department and got a hold of the records on his car, he says he was stunned by what he saw. Did you think it was a case of Big Brother's gone too far?
0: Yeah, I, I do think Big Brother's gone too far because... There, I have not been charged with. I'm not suspected of committing any crime. Like
5: Mike Katz-Lakabe car found car. what he says is an egregious violation of privacy. 112 instances over two years where police just happened to get images of his car
0: and more. 112 instances. Now, here's the, here's the gnarly part. You ready for this? All of these are scheduled to come online to connect to a federal database that will be nationwide at the end of the year. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. Now, it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, Minnesota State Patrol deletes all of their scanned records after 48 hours. Do we know that's true? Well, according to them. according This is from a report at The Guardian.
4: Yeah, but this also according to our Constitution that the government wasn't spying on us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that. That. Sorry, sorry to put I mean, here's the thing. Because of what the, the NSA has done, and it always brings me back to that – it's really hard for me now to believe any state or local government saying, "Oh, we do this for this," or "We're well, well, no, we're doing this for
0: good." We're, yeah, we're, they really uh, do we're, blow we're, the whole credibility, don't they? Yeah, it really does. Um, well, Congressman uh, Rush Holt wants to get your trust back. He's attempting to repeal the Patriot Act and the FISA Amendments Act. Uh, that will never, see. Here is the thing: this is
4: you are just a sourpuss. You no, think none of this, this is going to work? This is what happens when I drink cider. No, the the, the problem <laughs> is, is, hey, <laughs> hey, Chase, you know what that gets? He's, all he's trying to do is earn political points uh, Probably. For, for voting. Probably. For he, uh, uh, Can we look and see if he's up for re-election? Here's, is he, he up for re-election this November?
0: Uh, is he up are, for re-election? Are any of them? I think, I think it's next year. Oh, okay. Uh, or 2015. Just saying. Just saying. Um, I, here's my question to you. Here's my question to you, Chase. Yeah. If this process, if, if Rush Holt and the process, if this process doesn't work, uh-huh. what you're saying is the process doesn't work at all. It's broken. It's inherently broken. So the only option is revolt. Because <laughs> that's what it comes down to. No, I, I, I think you got it. You got to at least you don't try revolt, to make the but, system work.
4: Yeah. Okay. But what you need to do is you get it. You need to get more people actively involved, legitimately, by voting people out. Yeah. By uh, I don't know writing your writing laws and, and forming your groups and yeah. getting things yeah. done. Uh, you know that's not really occurring a lot of people go and they'll, they'll protest in the street so they can get pictures on their facebook page and they can get them liked but they really don't try to make a, a huge difference
0: i don't even so much care about um what all the slaves do or don't on facebook because here's the here's the thing about facebook that is just the the worst thing it just brings out the worst in everybody and i yeah but I can't if even i post it
4: but if i post a picture it's true chris you know right, it's true yeah, the yeah. the meme is it's true facebook reality it's a reality
0: I think what i 'm more concerned about are the pricks in congress and and the senate i w- I want to see them start to take action and you 've got you've got you 've got uh, you've got gals out there like Elizabeth Warren who are taking on the banks to some degree, and that 's extremely commendable although you don 't know probably pretty much futile you got rush holt here uh, maybe he's maybe this is futile maybe not maybe the steam will get behind this, but this is how it has to happen. The problem is. The problem is the people in the upper echelons of all the parties are real dicks. And uh, I I present you um, Exhibit A, Senator Graham.
10: Good morning, Matt. This is a provocative twist on the case of Edward Snowden and ongoing tensions with Russia. The suggestion that the U.S. could, could tell Russia it will skip the big Olympic party in February. But would jeopardizing the Olympic Games for American athletes get Vladimir Putin's attention? A different kind of Olympic torch. I love the Olympics, but I hate what the Russian government is doing throughout the world. South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham is turning up the heat before Russia plays host to the world for the Winter Games.
7: The 22nd Olympic Winter Games in 2014 are awarded to the city of Sochi. Yeah.
10: Now playing host to NSA leaker Edward Snowden in the Moscow airport, where he's requested political asylum. I don't know if putting the Olympics on the table is the right answer, but I do know this. What we're doing is not working. Graham says the, the U.S. should consider for, using uh, its political muscle uh, to threaten a boycott to pressure Vladimir Putin for more cooperation. System. Yes, I would consider it. I know athletes would heart- be heartbroken. But some experts disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it will certainly get President Putin's attention, but I don't think it's the right way to solve our growing list of bilateral problems. Today, Putin backs Iran and Syria. Graham <laughs> argues that Russia should not get the benefit of a global celebration citing this olympic history if you could go back in time would you have allowed adolf hitler to host the olympics in germany
0: i love how much I hate Lindsey Graham. Cause I, I think this guy is the biggest sellout, and I think he has some sort of pharmaceutical addiction. His eyes are always massively dilated or bloodshot. He looks like an addict of some kind, and he sounds like a moron. He sounds stupid. He sounds like a dumb person. You can hear it in his stupid voice. Why don't you tell us what
4: you really feel, Chris? So,
0: man, at Graham, listen to this moron. And it's not it's not this. I don't care. I, you know, this this is silly. This is ridiculous. This isn't going to happen.
4: It's, no, it wouldn't happen. We would would never boycott the Olympics in the 21st century. It's not going to happen. It's
0: every time something comes up, Graham seems like he's always out there saying something stupid. And I can't tell if it's just to get attention. Maybe it's maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just to get attention.
4: It's it's to get attention, and it's also to appeal to his constituents.
0: But because of his position, he gets a ton of airtime, and then we look... It's like well, embarrassing. Anybody,
4: anybody that has really far-fetched ideas, uh, and, and if there's a news organization around to pick him up... It plays right back to our opening thought. What's that? And that plays into the the appeal factor uh, for people to watch to get eyeballs to watch. Like this guy yeah, is so maybe. freaking crazy. I just, I'm, I cannot pull away. It's like watching a train wreck. This is a train wreck. I
0: guess what where my frustration with him comes from is I feel like he represents. A bit of, he is a representative of the United States of America. And when he says something, it gets attention around the world. Well, and when, sure. And when he says something stupid, it gets even more attention. And it's sort of like back in yeah. the day when Bush would do something and everybody would laugh at the Americans. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's it, true. That's Graham now, and it's embarrassing. And I just, it's, I wish he would just shut his dumb mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk a little about Edward Snowden. So it's, uh, he's officially requested a temporary asylum in Russia as he tries to work out his situation. Uh, should we play a little bit of it? I haven't heard a lot of news networks play this at all, um, but there was somebody there that had like the, the, the mic on their phone on or something. We'll play a little bit of uh, Snowden. I did
6: Snowden. not seek to enrich myself. I did not seek to sell U.S. secrets. I did not partner with any foreign government to guarantee my safety. I ask for your assistance in requesting <laughs> guarantees of safe passage from the relevant nations in securing my travel to Latin America as well as requesting asylum in Russia until such time as these states accede to law and my legal travel is permitted.
0: Yeah, there you go. I'd play you a better audio quality, but uh, didn't seem like anybody around here was interested in covering that.
4: No, no, because it, it speaks to the truth that right now his laws are being kind of squashed upon of his freedom of travel.
0: Yep, yep. So uh it's kind of interesting, though, because I don't actually know how much Russia really wants him there. Putin has uh, said that essentially... Yeah, he can, he can hang out, but he needs to get out of here as soon as possible. Uh, I'm not thrilled to have him around at all.
11: News now, and Ed Snowden is apparently making good on his offer to stop leaking U.S. government secrets in exchange for asylum. The former National Security Agency contractor is reportedly asking a journalist not to release thousands of sensitive documents. The Russian President Vladimir Putin has said Ed Snowden has to stop the leaks if he wants asylum in Russia. But today President Putin said he still hopes Snowden will leave the Moscow airport and soon, and he blames the United States for keeping the leaker in legal limbo, saying, and I quote, such a present to U.S. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Catherine Harris, live at our DC Newsroom. He apparently doesn't realize it's July. Anyway, what are we learning about the documents Snowden claims to have?
12: So we believe Snowden has at least three types of documents, those that show the breadth of the surveillance programs, like the NSA's collections of Americans' phone records, the second showing how the NSA physically collects the data, and the third is raw intelligence reporting. Snowden supporters describing the documents as a kind of insurance policy for the former contractor if anything happens to him.
2: He's, of course, tense and um, focused on securing his short-term well-being to the best extent that he can. But he's very resigned to the fact that things might go terribly wrong, and, and he absolutely is at peace with that.
12: The Russian president telling reporters today in Finland that the U.S. is intimidating other countries, and Snowden, last seen at this news conference at the Moscow airport Friday, can't get to Latin America even if he wants to, and to stay in Russia means the leaks must stop.
6: As soon as he has an opportunity to move elsewhere, he will certainly do so. He knows the terms of granting political asylum, and judging from his latest statements, he is changing his position, but the situation is not completely clear yet.
12: The Russian president insisting today that Snowden was not encouraged or invited to Moscow.
11: There's talk now, Catherine, of cutting off some of the NSA's cash. Is that real or just bluster? It's
12: bluster. Well, it's certainly an interesting development, and there there would have to be a lot of sort of technical uh, arrangements for that to happen on the Hill. But one Republican congressman is calling on his colleagues to make their move this week because the Defense Department's budget, which includes the NSA's money, is up for approval, tweeting, We can defund NSA's unconstitutional spying on Americans if House leaders allow amendments. Also on the Senate side, a leading critic of the NSA surveillance programs who called out the nation's intelligence chief, James Clapper, for misleading the public, telling the New York Times that the White House may be willing to change course on the sweeping collection of phone records. Ron Wyden, who has been a major critic of the program, says it has not provided a fundamental tip on any major plot shop.
11: Catherine Harris reporting from Washington.
10: Thank- Thanks, Catherine. Thanks,
0: Catherine. So <clears throat> I don't believe any of that crap. Uh, but I thought this was interesting. I, maybe they'll, maybe, maybe they'll do something. But uh, yeah. Uh, so a lot of people say, well, now that Snowden is going to stay in Russia, don't we need to worry about Russia coercing the information out of him? Yeah, maybe they'll try to get it out of him. <laughs> <laughs> they got the documents to prove it. And well, I uh, like mustaches. And the word is, is that he's going to leave the airport very soon. He's going to leave the secure area. <laughs> yes. Yes, Mister Jones. Uh, so I thought this was interesting in light of uh, those concerns. Former two-term GOP senator. Gordon Humphrey of New Hampshire, emailed Snowden a couple of days ago. This was on Tuesday. What did he say? He said, Mr. Snowden, provided you have not leaked information that would put in harm's way any intelligence agent, I believe you have done the right thing in exposing what I regard as a massive violation of the United States Constitution. What? Remember, this is a GOP senator, two-term. Right. He says, having served in the United States Senate for twelve years as a member of the Foreign Relations Committee and the Armed Services Committee and the Judiciary Committee, I think I have good grounding to reach my conclusion. I wish you well in your efforts and secure to secure asylum and encourage your perseverance. Kindly acknowledge this message so I know you reached you received it. All right. So then Snowden writes him back. Wow. Or actually, Greenwald contacts him to say, "If you did, you know, was so Greenwald then contacted the senator independently and said, did you actually?" Email. Yeah. Was that really you? Was that really you? And he says, yes, that was from me. Here's Snowden's response to Humphrey. He says, Mr. Humphrey, thank you for your words of support. I only wish more of our lawmakers shared your principles. The actions I've taken would not have been necessary. Right? So if more of your cohorts were actually uh, cracking down on this stuff. The media has distorted my actions and intentions to distract from the substance of constitutional violations and instead focuses on personalities. It seems that they believe every modern narrative requires a bad guy. Perhaps it does. Perhaps in such times, loving one's country means being hated by its government. That sounds like Batman. Huh. If history proves that to be so, I will not shy from that hatred. I will not hesitate to wear those charges of uh, villainy for the rest of my life as a civic duty, allowing those gover- governing few who dared not to do themselves to use me as an excuse to right these wrongs. My intention, which I outlined when I began this, is to inform the public as to what- which is done in their name and that which is done against them. I remain committed to that. Though reporters and officials have never believed it, I have not pro- provided any information that would harm our people, agent agent or not, and I do not intend to do so. Further, no intelligence service, not even our own, has the capacity to compromise the secrets I continue to protect. While it has not been reported in the media, one of my specializations was to teach our people at DIA how to keep such inf- information from being compromised even in the highest threat counterintelligence environments, i.e. China. You may rest knowing I cannot be coerced into revealing that information, even under torture. With my thanks for your service to the nation, we both love Edward Snowden.
4: This doesn't sound like a, a dick to me, Chris. Yeah. I um, mean, I
0: mean... I wish I knew what encryption software he was using. I, maybe it's GNU privacy.
4: But you know, here's the thing, right? I mean, the this is not being reported upon. This is not no, that's being, why I had to read it. Yeah, this is not being shared on any of the three letter yeah. news agencies that are out there, four letter agencies, five letter agencies. We're not hearing about it. The the majority of the public is not hearing about it because they don't demonize him. Right. And uh, they don't want here's the thing. And this is I know this is kind of conspiracy bacon ish as well, but they they meaning the government which they have ties with the major news agencies, they don't want to rabble. Uh, uh, they don't want the, the American people to get, you know, angry and upset about right. what happened. Right. So they don't want to feed that fuel into that fire. So they need to villainize him right. and not make him seem like he's a, a good guy for
5: revealing what the NSA has done.
0: So one of the ways they are vil- villainizing him right now is sort of setting up this narrative around these blueprints. There
5: may be a lot more coming from Edward Snowden about the NSA and how it operates the newspaper columnist who first reported on the Snowden leak says the fugitive former contractor has sensitive detailed blueprints of how the security agency operates. Glenn Greenwald says Snowden has thousands of documents, as he put it, quote, basically the instruction manual for how the NSA is built. Snowden remains in limbo at that airport in Moscow.
0: So the narrative there is Snowden has a time bomb, and if you go get him, Uh, he's going to release these, these, um, these, this secret information, right? And that's kind of what I get from that. Uh, and CBS tries to take a guess as to what the blueprints are. And you can see in this report a little bit more how they try to turn him into the bad guy now with this report.
6: And NSA leaker Edward Snowden has documents he claims detailing how the National Security Agency actually works. That's according to his main contact in the press, Guardian columnist Glenn Greenwald. He claims the new revelations could show people how to evade NSA surveillance.
5: Snowden himself spoke to reporters Friday for the first time since he arrived at Moscow's international airport. A little over
6: one month ago, also have the capability, without any warrant of law, to search for, seize, and read your communications.
5: Our senior correspondent, John Miller, is with us. He is a former deputy director of national intelligence. John, good morning. Good morning. So what, if he has the NSA blueprints, what does that mean and how
8: damaging could it be? What that most likely is, is for every big program in the NSA... There's a briefing document, usually a PowerPoint presentation on some level of pretty intimate detail that explains what the program is, what it's for, how it works, how it relates to other programs. Um, It won't have the collection platforms, meaning if we had a bug in Putin's office, it wouldn't list that in the program, but it would say um, how we collect. If you were the adversary, you'd look at a document like that and you would say, Oh, so this is how all this works. Well, let me use countermeasures to uh, close up those vulnerabilities. It could be very helpful to enemies of the U.S. So
6: Edward Snowden has been seen by some as a whistleblower, exposing government surveillance. Now he's saying, look, I know how the whole NSA works. I have the blueprint for it and how anybody can evade it. So what's the motivation behind saying that now?
8: You know, Nora, that's a hard question because, you know, our our story begins simply enough. I want to tell Americans that in the in the dragnet that sweeps up communications of terrorists and spies, some of their communications get vacuumed up in that and people might look at it. It's a very different story to say. And while we're at it, I'd also like to say, here are the documents that explain how the NSA collects against all our foreign adversaries, whether they're terrorists in Afghanistan. As he's trying
6: to seek asylum in Russia.
8: Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so thematically, he's made an interesting turn here. Um, And it's hard to understand unless you boil it down to the ideology that either spying is wrong, which at what point all countries are supposed to stop, or that spying should be done out in the open, at which point it's not spying. Mm -hmm. What's your best guess as to what happens to Edward Snowden? You know, (laughs) we're in a nightmare scenario, Charlie, because, you know, the the one likely scenario is that he that U.S. pressure against all the places he wants to go succeeds and that in the great law of unintended consequences we push a guy with a bag full of strategic secrets on on eavesdropping into the hands of the adversary we probably eavesdrop against an awful lot and he claims he has his,
6: and he claims he has his dead man's pack what's that
8: so this is um, this is a series of encrypted data drops that he has left with trusted associates that if anything happens to him Uh, supposedly these people have the keys or or know how to find the keys to open those things and outspill the rest of the secrets. Thanks, John.
4: Yeah, Sorry, speak so yeah, up there. No problem.
0: you get a sense where they kind of set up this false narrative of this level of transparency that he wants and creates this false dichotomy that obviously is impossible to solve. Instead, why not, I don't know, maybe do a little original reporting and just bring Greenwald on and ask him to clarify. this columnist yeah.
11: for the Guardian newspaper who first published some of Ed Snowden's government surveillance leak in, in that newspaper. He says he has spoken with Snowden since the fugitive left Hong Kong for the Moscow airport. Glenn Greenwald is on the phone with us now. Sir, thank you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Shep. So the word is that he has a bunch of information that would show how the NSA leaks and if things don't or works and if things don't go well, he might leak them. Is that is that on point?
2: No, that's completely off point. It's a complete fabrication by Reuters of the interview that I gave in La Nacion in Argentina where I actually made the exact opposite point, which was that there's an attempt by the Obama administration to demonize Mr. Snowden by claiming that he wants to harm the United States and things of this nature. And the point that I made was that he has with him a whole slew of documents that show that the Obama administration serially lied to Congress, that it was engaging in mass indiscriminate spying on the American people, that the American people didn't know about. And a lot of these documents are very sensitive, and had he wanted to harm the United States, he would have... Released them, could have sold them. He did none of that. He engaged in classic whistleblower behavior of coming to a news organization and asking us to responsibly report on what it is that he provided us.
0: So the quote there, but everybody's getting all worked up is Greenwald's clarified. He said, in order to take documents with him that proved that he what he was saying, remember, we talked about Russ Tice. Russ Tice didn't take any documents. He hasn't gotten the play. Right. Um, in order to take the documents to prove what he was saying was true, he had to take ones that included very sensitive, detailed blueprints of how the NSA does what they do. This is what Greenwald said in Brazil adding that in the interview is was taking place about four hours after his latest interaction with Snowden. So he's in, had bursts of, inter, of inactivity with Snowden. Now, what the, so the key quote there is, is that he has detailed blueprints of how the NSA does what they do. Now, the part where this is a time bomb and he's threatening, and all, this has all sort of been spun from one Reuters, Reuters article then every other news media kind of glommed onto. I just think it's interesting. Um, I got the actual quotes on the show, but I think we'll skip them. Uh, just to kind of save some time, but I uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts at this point, Chase?
4: I don't know, man. I, you know, I forget what my red book prediction was for last week. Didn't we? Didn't we say that he would? Um, can Can you pull that out? Oh, real it was quick?
0: mine saying that he all his major leaks were done.
4: Right. Yeah. Do you still believe that?
0: Uh, I do. Yeah. I do, especially now that he's taken this asylum.
4: Do you think he has any, uh, like you know, Trump cards, so to speak? Like,
0: well, if you're to believe what Greenwald, the blueprint. So if you're to believe what Greenwald is saying, he has tons of stuff. He selectively gave, gave some stuff to the media, and then that media, then like the like the Guardian, right, then selectively disclosed another subset of what Snowden provided. So uh, it, the, the official story is Snowden gives them some stuff, and then they take that some stuff and give you give us even more or less of that some stuff,
4: right. That makes sense.
0: so idea so theoretically, I, okay. you know I, I, the idea is that Snowden has it all. I'll tell you one thing that I thought was pretty funny is uh, he's been nominated, Mr. Snowden that is. For a Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) How nice.
13: SA whistleblower Edward Snowden has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. In a letter to the prize committee, Swedish sociology professor Stefan Svalavors cites Snowden's, quote, heroic effort at great personal cost, saying he's helped to make the world a little bit safer and better. Svalavors also suggests giving the award to Snowden might make up for the, quote, disrepute incurred by the committee's ill-conceived decision to give President Obama the award in 2009. Snowden announced Friday he would seek temporary asylum in Russia until he could get to Latin America. Russian President Vladimir Putin has previously said Snowden must abandon work harmful to the U.S. in order to stay. On Monday, Putin accused the United States of trapping Snowden in Russia.
5: He arrived in our country without
9: an invitation. We didn't invite him, and he was not flying to us. He was flying in transit to other countries. But as soon as he got in the air, it became known, and our American partners actually blocked his further flight. They themselves scared other countries.
0: All mm. uh-huh. oh, Putin. All oh, Putin. So there you go. So we'll see. Uh, I, uh, I thought he'd go for a flight. I thought he'd take a flight. In fact, there was, during the week between the shows, there was a story that he was in air that, uh, because there was a flight that had taken a very odd route over the ocean to avoid land and people thought, oh, that's Ed, but it turned out to be not
4: true. They were just going around a storm.
0: Do you remember Michael Hastings? Uh, that was the unfortunate an Acc- accident mm-hmm.
4: that, uh, that happened in Los Angeles.
0: So I was ready to just kind of let this go. We talked about the car hacking aspect of it and stuff like that. I was ready to kind of just, you know, let let it just sort of move on. Then it turned out, uh, thanks to uh, some reporting by Kimberly Dvorak, that Hastings' body was cremated, not at the request of the family. They actually wanted the body returned to them. We
9: will look into that. One of the things we talked about last week, it it created quite a response, was the uh, Hastings death in Los Angeles, and there is new information with regards to that story, correct? Yes, there is. What have you learned, and I know you talked to some family members. This is Kimberly DeVore. I
13: spoke with some very close friends of the family. I think the most concerning thing that I heard, and again, I I just want to say I have not confirmed this with uh, Michael Hastings' wife, but um, a close family friend did confirm that Michael's body was sent home in an urn meaning he was cremated and it wasn't the request of the family that went forward and asked for something like that in fact the the family wanted Michael's body to go home and for a coroner to go out and do an autopsy and then send a body home in this in an urn in an urn is shocking for a couple of reasons if there was any evidence in his you know body at the alcohol, time of death. drugs. Anything. That's mm-hmm. gone. That evidence is now all gone. And so. And you know, by
9: the way, Mr. Hastings hadn't had a drink in about five, five years. years.
13: Five years. Okay. So the. the according, fam- to him, according to him? According to his family According members, to his family members. Five years, it had been five years. He'd given up drinking and he partaked in a little bit of a. Drug. Do,
9: this is the journalist that was killed um, in, a, in a crash in Los Angeles. He had come out with uh, the article um, in Rolling Stone magazine about Stanley McChrystal in 2010, um, and he was working on another big story, we believe, about General Petraeus.
13: Possibly NSA, CIA. Mm. We, we, we don't, we're not for certain. Now, the. Um, folks that I'm talking to have said that he spoke with an attorney and the attorney that he spoke with has all of the information on the story he was working on and he did not even want to tell his wife about this because he said he wanted to protect her from knowing anything so if anything were to happen to him nothing could happen to her
9: is the family considering any action with regards to the body being cremated uh, as we're as we understand.
13: Okay, well, the wife has gone out and she has hired a private investigator to look into the matter. Um, what I hear from the the parents, they kind of just want to grieve the death of their son and they want to move on from it and they as of right now haven't reached out to say they're going to, you know, get, go after any kind of legal, you know, court cases anything like that the wife is understandably upset over the situation and things could change and they are changing I'm getting new leads every day a tremendous amount of support from people out there wanting to look into the story questioning why a lot of members of the media aren't touching this, but along with that also comes folks who, you know, like to have negative things and threats are made, and we have to be. Continent. You were threatened this week. Right? Yes, yes. So, okay. you know, and it, it goes with high-profile pro- stories of this nature. Mm-hmm. But it's just concerning that you know the here's a member of the media. All of it. This is we make our living doing this. That's a chilling effect if if that yeah. turns out to be true.
9: Okay, Kim Devorak. Thank you very much this week, and uh, we will see she's, you next Sunday. She's yeah. a little cagey. Okay. All right, enjoy your.
0: I'm going to check a bit, check back in by the way next Sunday to see if she has another report. She's essentially the only reporter that's following the story, and that seems like a pretty interesting development. And the fact that she was threatened, and she's a little vague on who the threat comes yeah, from. Yeah, she didn't even really get. But she says diesel. it has a chilling effect, and if these things are true, I mean, that's really weird.
4: It, man, it it really <laughs> it really scares you a little bit that these kind of stories that are. Basically under the radar, they're they're barely reported. Right. This is
0: a this story is just barely getting coverage. And you know how we this is a we, local
4: news clip. We did some analysis saying you know the accident, the way it occurred. They had the body cremated. They meeting the government. Yeah. You know, basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're here. You and, can get your body. And back. And the people
0: who've done the emergency aid are have been have been asked by the intelligence agencies not to talk about the case. Um, I, the whole thing is very. There's, there's, are actually the unfiltered subreddit has been kind of keeping tabs it's on some of the too weird, man. People in the subreddit are like, you know, seeing some of the stuff and yeah. keeping tabs on it. So that's been very, very helpful. So thanks you, thank you guys in the unfiltered subreddit for kind of keeping tabs on this. It's very strange. I don't know what to make of it yet. I just want to kind of play everything and. Everybody can kind of draw their own conclusions. Hey, Chase, before we get out of here, what do you say we cover some email?
4: Yeah, we got some emails, some feedback. Uh, we take them. Uh, what is it? Unfiltered Jupiter Broadcasting.
0: Unfilter at Jupiter Chase.
4: That's right. The first email message comes in from
0: Chris. Was this from yeah, no, you? not, not this Chris. Oh, okay.
4: Hey, Chris and Chase. I can't seem to find a bit message address for Unfilter anywhere. Oh, geez. Is it that we just haven't adopted it yet, widely decision? Or more of a we want you to be using the subreddit kind of deal?
0: Mm. Thanks. Keep up the great work. So you know, I've I've kind of been dipping a toe into the old Bitmessage thing.
4: Yeah, I know so you th- talked about it on your con- contra- contraception show. Right? Yeah,
0: and on my uh, Linux show for the hippies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got any comments on that one, too, Chase? You got any comments? Because I got <laughs> no, I got no, more. No. I got
4: more shows. I, I, actually, the <laughs> Linux show is the, the Linux show of record, so I don't uh, touch there that. There
0: you one. go. Uh, so Bitmessage is really taken off, and I've kind of I literally mean dip my toe, and I I just wanted to kind of get people using it, and right. uh, you know help. Sort of the development process, blown up, it's taken off. And the brilliant thing about Bitmessage is that it is encrypted at the, from every, essentially every keystroke. You don't have to load GPG software. You don't have to have my key and your key. You just need my Bitmessage address, and then everything is 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 uh, is uh, is encrypted from sending, and everything's done over the P2P network. So there's no metadata collection either. It, it, what it does is it it brings P2P to email. So it's not a chat system. It's an email system that allows for encrypted communications without having to set up an email server. And it is a great way honestly to get information to people I, I so i've gotten emails that have in pe- and, 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 and every case people have asked me not to read them on air people send me gpg encrypted emails okay and uh the only problem with this process is they they generally have to contact me and say hey what's your key and that whole that whole process has then been recorded and it's now it's it's and, out in the open and the people who are sending me something are almost guaranteed to be monitored because yeah. of their positions so, bit message completely eliminates that problem, so what i'm going to do is i'll put our i'll put i just generated one for the unfilter show right now i hadn't really done it yet because I wasn't sure if I was going to keep doing it on this machine, but I think I will so you can send us a bit message i'll put it uh i'll put the address in the show notes right now, and you guys can uh, send us something in the future if you want it to be confidential that's one way to do it go check out bit message and uh you know. It's kind of early day, so I don't know if I would bet the farm on it, but it's probably better than email.
4: Very cool. <laughs> Next message here comes in from Mark. Yeah, his description is, gun rights more important than ever. Boom, I've done a lot of debate over gun ownership. I'm pro-ownership, but have never owned a gun. Here's a game-changer you missed on the relevancy of the Second Amendment in today's climate against tyr- tyrannical government. A single person or isolated group fighting a real military
6: will lose.
4: Groups supported by a nation's citizen majority can win, eventually— It is one thing to invade, quite another to occupy. Ever wonder why occupying Iraq is a nightmare? We crushed and occupy Iraq with the most advanced military in the world and have yet the cost to stay is so crippling we have to back off. The random attacks never stop, so security costs can't decline. A united nation of armed citizens won't win a battle, but they can win a war. One reason to own a gun is for the unmistakable fact and that the most important part is it only works if the nation's citizens are united.
0: Pressman57 points out Vietnam is another example.
4: This, That's an excellent litmus test of what you call a true democracy. P.S. Upgraded my subscription from 5 to $10. Thank you so much for your hard work. I watch the Colbert, Repol, and you.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Isn't that nice? Uh, that is an interesting... That is a hard point to find an, a flaw in that argument. He, What he's essentially saying is, yeah, you know, you, Chris, up against uh, a SWAT team, you're not going to last. But as a united public against a tyrannical government, over a period of 10, 15 years or a generation, you might eventually actually win that. And if you don't have any weapons, you no know, chance you're winning that.
4: All right, next email. Last one came in from Anonymous or Mr. Unimportant, depending on who you want to speak with. In Unfilter 58, you spoke about Edward Snowden giving an interview to Dor Spiegel in May of 2013. Yeah, I remember you that. said this.
0: Remember, I was like, "Why is he?" he yeah. Wait, he talked to them before the actual leaks.
4: Now, anonymous uh, include a link to just a about the interview via encrypted email. Okay. Shortly before he became a household name around the world as a whistleblower, Edward Snowden answered a comprehensive list of questions. They originated from Jacob applebaum thirty, a developer of encryption and security software. Yes. So this doesn't really sound like Snowden talked to Der Spiegel before talking to the Guardian or other news outlets. Does it
0: sound like maybe he talked to Applebaum? Right. I don't know if that's any better though. It's still it's still very interesting. Yeah,
4: something to talk about in an upcoming re- release of unfiltered greetings from Mister Important.
0: Uh, Mister Unimportant. Unimportant. Sorry. Unimportant. Uh, Unimportant. Well, important. Not important. Hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know the details. Uh, it sounds so. It sounds like to me. And maybe I'm wrong here, but it sounds like to me that he potentially t- was talking to some people before he did the official leaking. There could be more people that know what's up, and they're That's just true. staying quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Mr. Chase, I suspect. All right. Well, before we get out of here, we should tell people about our subreddit. It's an incredible subreddit. Now,
4: this this thing is gl- grow- glowing and growing by Whoa. leaps and bounds. Whoa. Right now, we have 564 readers to the Unfilter subreddit, which you can reach by going to unfilter.reddit.com. Can't
0: be done, Chase. It can be done. Can't be done. And it
4: will be done. Can't be done, Chase. 564. Now, here's the thing. I like to reach for the stars on this show. As you guys know, I make predictions every single week. Now, Chris, you wrote down my prediction
0: from last week. Oh, that was one of them, wasn't it? Now, I think it was like real low, Chase. I think it was like uh, 10, right? Yeah, well, so what was, what was my prediction? Let's see. I'm looking right now. Uh, 565 was your goal We were one short of that oh! goal
4: <laughs> One short Oh jeez 564 is uh, 564 <laughs> Rat <laughs> One short But that's okay So here's what I'm going to do I'm going to up the ante What? I'm going to put in a new prediction For all right, next week Alright
0: okay I'm ready 575 You're
4: crazy Well you didn't get to 565 That's okay 575 I'm reaching for the stars Alright I'm putting it in It's in the book So remember tell your friends Head over to unfiltered.reddit.com And join in the family uh, Upvote Downvote Comment You can do all that fun jazz At unfiltered.reddit.com Yeah thank
0: you everybody Helps make the show Just a little bit better By doing that
4: Now Chris uh, During the week You tweet out ideas Thoughts and tribulations Sometimes you even retweet as Boom
0: well. Twitter.com Slash Chris L-A-S Nice Thank you sir What about Wait. you?
4: Well, people can follow me on the Twitters at Nunes, N U N E S, if you can do that. However, yeah. However, right now I do have an Indiegogo project. Oh, yeah. Trying to make it to Minecon. We have $513 raised towards a $5,000 goal that that covers all the costs associated with it. Where do people it. find a link to that? Uh, we'll have it in the show notes, or you, you can go, go directly to gg.com tvme slash minecon.
0: Powski. Yes.
4: All right, Mr. Jason, you got any
0: shows you want to tell the folks about? Uh, I do a little thing called Geekgamer.tv.
4: Geekgamer.tv. And uh, we do shows about Minecraft, geeky and gaming topics. I also uh, did an all-star game yesterday. And guess what, Chris? In in spirit of this show, I now accept Bitcoin. Wow. As as and and your Plan B show, you should watch Plan B. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That, that's the uh, contraception. I want to remind folks: if you are an Unfiltered supporter, go check your inbox. You got even more coming to more you. More coming, bigger show. So your show right Dude now is show. like clocking in, like a, just over the two-hour mark. Holy crap! Well, a lot of show. Also, if uh, you're not an Unfiltered supporter but you still want to help the network, you could help defray our costs by using our affiliate links. Those are linked at the bottom of the Jupiter Broadcasting website. Click those before you shop, and a portion of your shopping session will be contributed. To the network that is really neat and smooth and awesome all right everyone join us next week over at jblive.tv and thanks so much see you right back here
4: next, next week. week nailed it